All right, welcome to the first ever episode of the Combined Effort Podcast, brought to you by Electro Savings Credit Union, where our business is your business. Check them out at electrosavings.com. Uh, I wanted, to, when I started this idea to have this podcast, uh, I had to ask the person that kind of got me into the broadcasting world. Uh, he's probably going to be the guest that's known me the longest, uh, is my uncle Brian Kelly. Brian, how are we doing this evening? Great, Patrick. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, so we'll get into this, the podcast. We want to inter- uh, interview and speak with small business owners and industry leaders. Brian is an industry leader and then some. Brian, what do you do? I am a news reporter and anchor at KMOX Radio, and I host the, as part of that, I host the weekend morning shows on KMOX, Total Information AM, Saturday and Sunday mornings. Gotcha. Um, how long have you been at KMOX? Uh, this time, eight years. Uh, I came to St. Louis time. at yeah, I came to St. Louis in 1997 at the very end of the year. I worked at KMOX for five years. Then I went over to KTRS. I was there for seven years, including uh, around four or five as the news director. And then mm-hmm. I was out of the business for about a year between jobs and then came back to KMOX. And I've been back about eight years now. Gotcha. You mentioned you moved to St. Louis. I remember some of the most fun growing up was those uh, Kansas City trips to go see the Orioles play. Uh, what did you do over in KC? Uh, in Kansas City, I started out doing news, and then uh, the station I worked for got the Royals broadcast rights, and so mm-hmm. I did the pre- and post-game shows for the Royals for three years, hosted those, and then I just covered sports for a couple more years, covering the Royals and the Chiefs, uh, the Kansas City Blades hockey team, the Kansas City soccer team they had there after the Comets, the Attack, I think was their name, right? Yeah, and, I uh, Yeah. And so I did that, and then I went back into news before coming to St. Louis. I also, while I was in Kansas City, I did traffic reports, including airborne traffic from an airplane. So uh, a little bit of everything, I guess you could say. Gotcha. And you mentioned soccer. I remember you showed me the video. You got to do the media day when the uh, then Kansas City Wiz, when the MLS was just starting up, right? Exactly. And that was a lot of fun because they had us at Arrowhead Stadium, and they were the Wiz when they came in. I think they were the Wiz for a year or two. And they got tired of the jokes. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what was their first slogan? What was their first slogan? Oh boy, I do not remember. I'd have to look. It might have. Been, I don't think it was kicking the grass, but it might have been. I think it was. Uh, you gotta go. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. yeah, you might be right. You might be right. I actually, did just find the uh, the original media guide not too long ago. But yeah, you gotta go. That's a great one, isn't it? For the whiz. Yeah. 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 And uh, so anyway, that that first. Uh, uh, media day we had at arrowhead stadium it was just a blast to be on the field for one thing you know mm-hmm. and the first thing we did is the goalies would have us run like the the width of the field and every step or two reach down and touch the grass mm-hmm. and i was really out of shape and i was dead when that <laughs> was done i was like oh my god how am i going to get through this uh and then we got to play a little scrimmage game now one thing that i did more than i should have we did diving headers yeah, And that was a lot of fun. So they, we were kind of done <laughs> and waiting for the other guys to get done with their stations, you know, and hey, I'll do a few more. And man, my neck hurt for weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was a goalie. We didn't have to mess with any of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, you mentioned the Royals, too. You, you kind of had a, you had an eventful night with the Royals, too, didn't you? I had uh, the Royals experience was very interesting because they started the first year that we had their team one and 16. Mm-hmm. So by late April, they were done. They were just mm-hmm. a bad team. 
And that was the first year, I believe, that Marty Schottenheimer and Carl Peterson had taken over the Chiefs. And so everybody was talking about the Chiefs, and we had a whole season to fill with Royals. But mm-hmm. the second year was the year that George Brett got his 3,000th hit. And really? I got to go to Anaheim, California, first to Minnesota, and then to Anaheim, California. And I was there when George Brett got his 3,000th hit. And a fun story that goes along with that is after the game, this pitcher, Rusty Meacham and I, went out to a bar, played some pool, kind of hung out a while, and then mm-hmm. came back to the hotel. Well, this is in 1993, so it's well before cell phones, at mm-hmm. least with cameras. And so I had one of those old disposable cameras, and nobody else in the traveling party had a camera, I guess. So we get back to the hotel at about 1 or 2 in the morning, and they're still partying, the 3,000-hit party with the manager, Hal McRae, and with a bunch of the old Royals and the current Royals. And I ended up being the one to take all the pictures. And That's so, that, so cool. that was quite the experience. And then the third year we had the Royals, the strike hit. And we were in, the Royals were in, you know, near the top of the division. They were finally in a pennant race after many years of just not being any good at all. And then the strike hit, ended the season, and, and then that was the end of my official Royals career. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> let's go back more into your career at uh, KMOX now. You know, what, what's your average day look like? I know you're in the morning show. What time do you get in there? What, what's show production look like for you guys? Um, what, what's your average day? Okay, so you're asking me about uh, my, my average day kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, what, what's the average day look like at KMOX for Brian Kelly? Well, one thing that's nice is I do two different jobs. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm a news reporter. And Mm -hmm. my current schedule, for the first time in my career, I'm not the early morning person anymore, finally. Nice. So I come in at 9. Well, yeah, kind of. I I come in at 9 o'clock. Sometimes I do get a call at home before I come in. And if there's some breaking news or something I have to get to right away, They'll call me and say, hey, we've got a standoff in somewhere. You know, can you get there as soon as possible? So then I kind of speed things up and head out. My average mm-hmm. day is I get in around nine o'clock, check the assignment sheet, talk to the news director. A lot of times she'll have a story or two for me to look into. But then I also just start scouring, you know, social media and and looking for ideas to, to do a story of my own, an enterprise story, as we call it. A lot of those you just get from driving around and observing things or talking to people and that that type of thing. So really for the next eight hours, I'm just looking for stories. Uh, I do some interviews over the phone. I go out and meet people and do interviews in person. I go cover events. Uh, Last week, I got to go into the new building at Ballpark Village and look around that, things Mm -hmm. along those lines. And then also on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm preparing for my weekend shows. Now I come in on Saturday morning at 4.30 and do about a half hour of show prep then because most of the show prep I'm doing during the week while I'm reporting. And that includes conducting uh, about five or six interviews during the course of those three days, uh, downloading different things like I do a feature on birthdays where I play highlights of whoever it is and things along those lines. And so a lot of show prep during the week and then I finish that up when I come in on the weekend morning. So I do the I do the show total information AM from five until eight thirty or five until eight I'm sorry on Saturday uh, and that you know that's reading the news introducing the interviews that I usually have taped already we have a few live ones most of them are taped uh, mm-hmm. you know doing the weather whatever else has to be done 
And basically, I do that same thing on Sundays, except my Sunday show now is from 6.30 until 8. or uh, 6.30 till 8. Yeah, they cut it short a little bit recently. So uh, actually, 6.30 to 9. I guess I should know when I work, shouldn't I? <laughs> it's all so much fun that, it, you know, it just... It just, go, just breezes flies. right by. Yeah. Breezes yeah. right so, by. So anyway, that's basically <clears throat> my, my uh, work schedule. I gotcha. Um, besides work, what else are you dedicated to? Where can well, we find Brian Kelly? Not when he's behind a microphone. Well, I'm either at home. A lot of times uh, I have some property that I take care of and uh, my wife and I live out in the country and really enjoy it. So we spend a lot of time here. Uh, we go to hockey games as many as mm-hmm. we can. Uh, I do the public address announcing for St. Louis University women's basketball. Mm-hmm. And I do I do the men on occasion when uh, the main guy, Guy Phillips, takes a night off. I usually go in and do that. So that's a lot of fun. And we go into the city quite a bit. Even though we live in the country, we love going into, into the city and going to places like Urban Chestnut or Center Ice and uh, restaurants and bars and just having a good time as much as uh, the schedule allows. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> next question for you. Uh, we've already talked about how no one had a, a camera back in 1993 to take pictures of the George Brett party uh, in radio and, and just media in general. It, everything's becoming so fast now and just the climate's changing. What does your industry look like in the next five years? That is a multi-million dollar question, Patrick. That is the real challenge we're facing right now because the traditional media uh, is under attack from many, you know, from technology, from politicians, from from, you know, all different angles. And it is a real challenge. And that is the challenge that the industry is facing is how do we keep over the air radio competitive, compelling. It's got to be up to the minute. It's got to provide things that the other media like podcasts can't provide. Mm -hmm. And so that really is that that's the big question. I mean, I remember when faxes first came in, And I had a news director who did not want to get news via fax. And those are bygone days. Now we've got email and you got social media. So now it's a Twitter alert. Exactly. Exactly. And so it really is a case of uh, trying to keep up with the technology, but not let the technology make our industry passe and, and, and antiquated. We have to keep up. And that is one of the big challenges that we face. Gotcha. And it's ever changing, too. I mean, things that are in the technology world, a lot of it didn't exist two, three years ago. And, and it yeah. constantly changes. You mentioned Twitter. Now a lot of people are on Instagram and Twitter is almost, you know, getting a little passe. Facebook, oh, of course. Facebook. Kind of like, the old yeah, people whatever now. that is, you know. And, and I so, remember when Facebook started, you had to have a, a college email. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and see where it's at now. Exactly. And so it, it is a real <clears throat> challenge to keep up with all of that. And being in the information industry, making sure that you provide information that others can't in a way that others can't. And that's not easy to always, you know, always to do. And you're seeing more radio. Uh, you had a great video touring the Scott trade back when the renovations were you know, being necessary. Uh, you're seeing more radio personalities do do visual things. Yeah. And you have to. And it's funny for someone who's been in the business as long as I have that, you know, I still to this day sometimes forget to take a picture. (laughs) I get back to the station and go, I should have taken a picture of that, you know, (laughs) and it it is. And it's kind of funny because, you know, the radio days, it used to be you get in, you get your recorder out, 
you do the interview, you leave. Now I do everything on my phone, mm-hmm. including take the pictures and videos. You know, if you come up with an idea, like if we go on a tour of a renovated Scott Trade Center or Enterprise mm-hmm. Center, then you take video, you take pictures. And that's what I did when I went to Ballpark Village the other day. And it became a very popular thing on the Internet. It was on, on our website. So, yeah, it, it's a totally different mindset than what it, <clears throat> what it used to be. So we've talked a little bit, you know, of Kansas City, a little bit of St. Louis. What's the best moment of your career? You know, I was thinking about that. And I, I do think that George Brett Knight was probably one of them because it was such a unique situation to be in and, and to be with just one of the best players in the history of the game on the night that he got to celebrate. His mom was there, the, the, the scout who signed him many years before, just a great old guy from Southern California, you know, and here we are at Anaheim, California, doing this kind of thing. And, and then I went back to the, to my room and ended up doing more sports reports. It was what, you know, five o'clock in the morning in California or three o'clock in the morning in California, it was time to go on the air in Kansas city. And they were having me on and <laughs> I had just come in from a night out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I tell you what though, I have had, when I look back on my career, I have done so many, so many fun things. Uh, being outside Enterprise Center the morning after the Blues won the Stanley Cup and seeing mm-hmm. Vladimir Tarasenko get out of his vehicle and he says, I'd like to go home to see my newborn. And, and the two dozen or so fans are like, oh, that's great. Go ahead and go. And goes, but first, I want to get a picture with all of you. That's and awesome. it's like, this is so cool. And then, you know, Joel Edmondson, <clears> and these other guys coming out and, and signing autographs for the people and just the, the joy of that moment. That's something I'll never forget being in the middle of, you know, Cardinals World Series celebrations, uh, just so many great things that I have been able to experience, uh, both in the sports and the news, some scary moments flying in an airplane. I mean, there were times where if I hadn't had a weekend off, I would not have gone back to work one time because we had (laughs) two close calls in the sky two days in a row. And so was that in Kansas city when you're doing traffic? Yeah, exactly. We had two close calls in the airplane. (laughs) So the air traffic is just as bad as the traffic on the ground. Exactly. Sometimes definitely. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's really hard covering the Pope when he was here was, was Mm -hmm. a great being in the dome for the mass, uh, getting to cover Mm -hmm. that. And as I, you know, I could go on for hours because I really have been able to do and see and experience be in the middle of some really, really neat stuff. That's awesome. Uh, we're going to flip it. What was the most challenging moment of your career? What, yeah. what was the moment that you, you, you questioned your choice? You know, I, I honestly, it's probably right about now. Because hmm. of the challenges that we face as an industry, uh, it's, a, it's tough times in, in media. You know, a lot of newspapers, they've lost a lot of people. Radio stations <clears throat> don't have, we're one of the few stations in the country that has a newsroom that that has a pretty good sized staff still. And it, it, this is, this is a challenging time. And, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm the age I, I am because I think if I were younger getting in the radio, uh, the future would be a lot cloudier than it was when I got into it, when I did, because when I got in, it was still the, the primary medium. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, television obviously was there, but it was television, radio, and newspapers. It was pretty basic. And it's challenging now because of all the challenges the industry faces. Uh, I mean, the only other time would have been, you know, after I got let go by KTRS and I had time Mm -hmm. in between jobs, obviously when you're unemployed for eight months, whatever it was, that was, that was pretty challenging too. So 
Um, I would say those are probably the top two. Gotcha. What's redeemed? I mean, you know, some of that was looking forward. Some of that's retrospective. What was a moment after maybe that, that break in employment that you were just like, all right, yep, this is what I'm doing. I'm glad to be back in this business. Whoa. Just to be back on the air and to be back talking to people and, and experiencing some of those fun things when you, when you go out and, you know, and, and, you know, you get to the point sometimes where it's like, boy, you know, I'm just really tired of doing this. And then all of a sudden you're, you're going somewhere and doing something, talking to somebody and meeting some really neat people, uh, human interest story, maybe, or, you know, a hero of some type who saved somebody, you get to talk to them. And it's like, you know, this is pretty special that I get to go in and talk. Like when I met Layla Anderson, Oh, that's awesome. We were, we got to go to uh, Charlie Gito's when, when Pat Maroon brought the Stanley cup there, that Mm -hmm. had to be one of the greatest events. And my wife was able to share that with me, Sue. And so it made it even more special. And when you get to go and you get to meet somebody like Layla Anderson, it's like, okay, this is pretty cool. Quit your complaining. This is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. So that's awesome. So growing up or just throughout the line, what jobs have you had not in the radio broadcast world uh, that have helped you in this world? Hmm. Cause I've been in radio since I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only other job I really have had since I painted with my father-in-law. Yeah. Which probably taught me patience. <laughs> 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 so, so yeah, I guess that would be the, the answer. Uh, Cause before that I, I worked at a roller rink, which was just kind of fun, mm-hmm. except you had to babysit 300 kids on Saturday night. That was That's awful. Know, yeah. Uh, and I worked for the county hobby department where that was a great summer job. You know, I really yeah. enjoyed that. But I, I've I've been in radio so long that it's basically, you know, it's about all I know, honestly. Hmm. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to ask you to write three <clears throat> sticky notes to leave for yourself. Hmm. And this one is, what would you say to yourself when you got started? I would say to enjoy every minute going up the ladder, which I really actually did. Even when I was working in small markets, and at one time I was working five days a week in Kansas City, or actually five days a week in Chillicothe, Missouri. And Where then is that? That is uh, northwest Missouri. It's about 75 miles from Kansas mm-hmm. City. I got you. And so I would, I was news director there Monday through Friday. And then on weekends I would go and do news at WDAF in Kansas city. Mm-hmm. But even though I was working seven days a week, I enjoyed it. Cause I knew I was climbing the ladder and I always had the faith that someday I would get where I wanted to be. And so I think that would be, you know, the sticky note would be just mm-hmm. keep plugging. You're going to get there, you know, All just, right. just keep doing what you got to do and learn everything you can. And the other thing that I, I think I would, I would tell myself is be ready to adapt. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of traditional radio. I kind of think, you know, things should be done the way they kind of used to be done. Well, that's not the way the world works. And so you've got to be able to adapt and accept some other people's ideas of what you do, especially when they're your boss. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, the next sticky note to 
of three, uh, what would you say to yourself? Or I'm sorry. What would you say to yourself back in that, that time where you're questioning things um, in that break between KTRS and, and second go at, at KMOX? I would say that, uh, you know, just again, keep the faith and remember the positives. Remember the, the good things that you're able to cover, the fun things you're able to cover, the important things that you're able to deliver to your audience and, and that you, you do have something to offer and people do appreciate it. You know, sometimes you wonder if anybody out there is listening uh, and if what you're doing really matters. And, and I would say it does matter. So, so keep going. What would you say to yourself in 10 years? Oh uh, boy. I, I think first I'd probably say, boy, if I would have known retirement was so much fun, I would have done it a long time ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I think I would say kind of what I said earlier, as I look back on my life, I have, you know, I've had some, some great, great times. I've had some really difficult personal times, but overall uh, it's been a, it's been a really good ride and I've been very fortunate to be able to do the things that I've been able to do. That's awesome. That's all three sticky notes there. Um, If you could ask a question to anyone dead or alive, what would it be? Wow. That's, that's a tough one. Uh, Hmm. Anyone dead or alive? I, you know what? I would like to ask my dad about world war two more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I think that would, boy, that's a tough one. Cause you know, I, I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, presidents and national figures, international figures, athletes, coaches, and people like that. And there's so many of those I would like to talk to, but if I had to narrow it down, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's really tough. Cause I had my first wife passed away. So it's like, boy, I'd love to ask her some things. Uh, and my, my, you know, my dad's gone and, and since he's been gone and he never talked much about world war two, he, uh, and grandpa, he was, PT captain right he alongside was a PT Kennedy boat skipper, right. Who was with Kennedy. And I wish, you know, I would like to talk to him more about world war II, Jack Kennedy, the whole PT experience in the Solomon islands and that type of thing. I think that's, that would, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Okay. <clears throat> what product or service did you think of first? That's now a big thing. <laughs> oh, there are many. I and should be so Timmy rich. came up with that question. Just my oh, brother came up with that, that question. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Uh, I remember way back when listening to music and I think it was 2112 probably from Rush, my favorite album of all time. And I thought that would make a great music video. And I think that was before MTV, or at least before it was very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be one. Now, I have one now that I'd like to get before somebody makes it real famous, and that's helmets for people who look at their cell phone while they're walking. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, like they run into system? trees and poles and stuff, and it's like, I think you really need a helmet if you're going to be doing that. Uh, but I'm sure there are others. I just can't think of them at the moment. That's awesome. I- this question's for me. What three people do you think I should interview next? Hmm. Boy, that's, that's another good question. And I'm trying to think outside of radio. Uh, you know, oh boy, I don't know. Let me think here for a second. Somebody involved in like, uh, in the Cortex district, somebody involved in one of those startups. You know, I've got a, uh... yeah, good idea. 
I like that. Yeah, that's kind of one of those areas. I mean, that's the future right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody, Why do you think that? I just anybody who comes up, comes up with this technology, it's just incredible. Uh, the fact that we're doing this interview over phones and it sounds like you're sitting right next to me. Oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, the fact that we're on phones, the fact that I'm looking at another phone right now and I can go on it and search the Internet and, and look at something overseas. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole thing is just beyond me. And so I think anybody involved in, in that technology would be would be fascinating to talk to. Uh, and then maybe somebody who is more, let's say, at the other end of the spectrum, somebody who's more involved in helping people and trying to 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 bring up the people who are struggling in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's so many when you drive around the country and you can see the wealth that this country's created, but you go down to the boot heel or you go down to, you know, we just came from Florida, drove through Alabama. You see places, it's like, it's almost a third world country. And I'm not picking on Alabama or anything, but there are places in this country all over, uh, North St. Louis. And mm-hmm. somebody who is trying to, to, to lift up the people who need lifting up to, to really make the country as great as it can be. Awesome. Awesome. What, uh, Going back to your, your your time here at KMOX, what what's one fun fact that you don't think people truly know about KMOX that makes you appreciate that you work there? Well, the the one thing I, I, people probably know this, but it's the tradition. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing that people may not know is is the people in the newsroom and how much fun we have because we have. I've been there well, off and on, like I said, for twenty one years. Uh, mm-hmm. Just about well, there are three other people in there that have been there longer than that. And it's like a family. It's, mm-hmm. it's really neat. I mean, I get mad at them sometimes, of course. Well, you know, you work I get, mad, people, at, I get mad at my uncles too. Yeah. Well, that, that's <laughs> not for good reason, but I have good reason, but no, it, it, it's, it's a family. It really is. And, and it's, it, it can be fun. We challenge each other. We correct each other. We, but, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's a really good time. But the, the thing about KMOX is when you, listen to the names and you think of the names of the people who have been there mm-hmm. it makes you make sure that you're pulling your weight and, and living up to their standards that's for I mean, sure i remember you telling me stories about just talking sports with like jack buck and those guys yeah yeah and, and like before i went there they used to have the you know jack buck bob uh, uh bob star who did the football cardinals just a great announcer he had bob bragg and bob burns from the newspapers he had dan kelly he had bob costas and they would do roundtables and you'd, you'd sit in your car if you were, you know, you get home, you sit in your car for a half hour mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was so good. And, uh, and so that's, that's the pedigree that we have to live up to. We have a wall in the newsroom of the, the, the awards we've won. And I'm not necessarily a big awards guy, but mm-hmm. we have a wall full of awards. We've run out of room to put them. And that's, that's pretty, awesome. And they, they go back a long way. It's pretty special. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, the, the, to find you, it's just tune into eleven twenty a.m. Um, yep, uh, on the dial. Uh, where can we find you in the social media world? Well, you can go to kmox.com to listen mm-hmm. to KMOX. We're also at radio.com. Personally, I am on Twitter at b r p kelly k e l l y. I'm on Instagram, but I don't remember what it is because I don't <laughs> use it very often. I think it's like b r p kelly cup one or something like that. Yeah, it is. It's Brian Kelly Cup one. There you go. I remembered that. And uh, so those are those are the best places to get a hold of me. I try to tweet pretty often. 
especially news type stuff. And then if I'm watching a game and have a, a thought and try to be funny once in a while. So Twitter's a good place to follow me there at B-R-P-K-E-L-L-Y. Awesome. Well, Uncle Brian, I couldn't ask for a better first guest. Thank you so much for kicking this podcast off. Um, anything you'd like to say to our, our first batch of listeners besides well, hi, mom? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, thanks for tuning in and, uh, you know, listen on weekends and during the week on KMOX and PK, you're doing a great job and it's an honor to be your first. Uh, you did a great job. And so, it, like I said, it's an honor and you're going to do great with this. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Brian. Again, this is the Combined Effort Podcast brought to you by Electro Savings Credit Union. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Our next guest, uh, we're going to find out how Jordan Bennington looks so sharp at the NHL Awards. Looking forward to that one. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks again, Brian. Uh, We'll get you guys next week.